0: You are Locked On Lions,
1: your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. All right, let's do this, everybody. Let's play it on a Wednesday, August 22nd and a Thursday, August 23rd. It is another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt Derry. Welcome to the show as we discuss your Detroit Lions each and every day right here on Megaphone.fm, iTunes, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, the TuneIn app. Thank you for listening and joining us. Welcome to the new listeners as well. If you have friends who are big Lions fans and they haven't listened to the podcast before and want some daily content, invite them over, tell them about us. We appreciate it. We appreciate you listening right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, my name is Matt Derry. You guys know me. Longtime sports radio guy here in town, whether it was DFN, The Ticket, 1051. Been doing this podcast now for three seasons as we get you ready for the Lions and the Bucks Friday night in Tampa. Coming up on the show, an update on TJ Lang. You will hear. From TJ Lang, courtesy of DetroitLions.com. His comments today on his injury, how he feels, why he hasn't been out there, you'll hear from TJ momentarily. Some of your tweets in regards to some of the comments that I made yesterday, both about Golden Tate and about the state of the Lions, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. We'll get to some of your comments as well. Could the Lions be facing... One of the best defensive players in all the NFL in week one. I'll explain coming up in a little bit here on Locked On Lions. A quote that I don't like from Matt Patricia today. We'll get into that. And also, the Lions are trying to chase the Minnesota Vikings in the division. Well, the Vikings just got a whole lot better today on defense. Uh Uh-oh, we'll explain that coming up as well. All of it right here on Locked On Lions. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Let's start with the news of the day. Deshaun Shedd, the fine free agent cornerback signee by Bob Quinn and the former Seattle Seahawk, who's had a pretty good training camp and has played pretty good football for the Lions, uh, remains out. He did not practice. did not play last weekend against the Giants. Lions haven't said much about it, and he didn't practice again today. So if there's an injury with Shedd we don't know about, possibly Matt Patricia could address that tomorrow. But again, the Lions will be traveling tomorrow. And then heading down to play the Tampa Bay Bucks on Friday. So let's keep an eye out for cornerback Deshaun Shedd. As far as TJ Lang's situation, um, I you know, and, and I'm gonna change my tune. I'm gonna do a 180 for a second. I'm not gonna tell you right here on this show that I think TJ Lang has to play Friday night against the Bucs. TJ Lang is over thirty years old. TJ Lang has been to the Pro Bowl, TJ Lang has won a Super Bowl. The Lions' right guard doesn't need to play a down of preseason football. He doesn't. He's one of those guys that I think is a rare breed that has been around long enough that he can go out there for week one against the Jets with an extra day of rest and be ready to go on that Monday night. So I'm not going to be one to sit here today and say, oh, TJ's got to play, and oh my gosh, this is going to be so terrible if he doesn't, and the injury is a concern, and you'll hear from him momentarily. I'm also going to pump the brakes a little bit about Friday night. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. What if the Lions go to Tampa Friday night and look eh, a little bit better than they did last week, which is not that difficult to do because last week they looked god-awful. What if the Lions struggle again Friday night in some areas? Is it going to be the end of the world? Is this... I'm not saying this is calculated by Matt Patricia or Bob Quinn. They want to look better Friday night. It's the dress rehearsal. But if the Lions look a smidge bit better. I'm not changing my prediction of the fact that I think this is a 9-10 to win football team. I'm not going to change my outlook and say, well, the Lions have stunk this preseason, so that's it. Season's over. They're going to go 4-12 or 5-11. and I'm going to expect more of the same and not be let down until Monday, September 10th if this team fails to beat the New York Jets at home at Ford Field. Because if they don't win. Monday night against the Jets. September 10th. Then we'll have issues. Because the Jets are terrible. And the Jets are rebuilding. And there's a possibility they'll be starting. A rookie quarterback that night. So. That's you know. That's where I'm at with this. I'm not, I'm going to watch Friday night. I'm going to comment Friday night. I'll have a podcast over the weekend recapping Friday night. But if this team doesn't perform all that well. I I'm not gonna lose my mind. That's what I've decided. The preseason is still the preseason. This team went four and zero in two thousand eight or whatever it was in the preseason. Then went zero and sixteen. I think the Browns were four and zero in the preseason last year and went zero and sixteen. All right, as promised, here is T.J. Lang earlier today. Where have you been? What's going on with the Lions' right guard? This is courtesy of DetroitLions.com. Do you expect
1: to play this weekend, right? um, I don't know yet. You know, I'm kind of taking things day by day. Uh, I know there's been a lot of speculation about me not being out there, but um, I've been doing a lot of work, uh, you know, with, with, with certain people so far the past couple weeks, and I guess all I can really say is uh, there's nothing serious going on. I mean, I'm just kind of being cautious right now with the training staff and, um, you know, trainers, doctors. Um, my plan this year right now is, you know, take it day by day, get healthy, and uh, try to be out there for, you know, do my best to be out there for for week one, which I think uh, is definitely the goal right now. Do you need to play on, on Friday to get some national and the starts, but, uh, Um, You know, I, I think mentally I think, uh, you know, it goes a long way in, in – in preparation for the season, but at the same time, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, so um, I've, I can find ways to simulate that, and even if I don't, you know, play this week or, or next week at all, I, I don't think I'll have any trouble, uh, you know, getting off on a, uh, to a good start uh, week one. When we talked to you earlier this offseason, you talked about how this was the best you felt mm-hmm. coming to an offseason play sometime. Is,
0: is there a level of frustration, I mean, you think you're good to go, and then
1: yeah i think there's any time the plans kind of change i think there's obviously a little bit of frustration but um luckily for me i'm in a spot where uh you know there there aren't any drastic changes i think just at the point where we are right now in the preseason and training camp i think it's more caution than anything i think if it was regular season right now i'd be out there doing everything so um kind of leave it at that you know taking it day by day and and, and you know making sure i'm i'm doing my best i can to, to be 100 percent here in a couple of weeks for you know week one what
0: is lost at the chemistry
1: though with, with rick
0: and,
1: and graham just building it through this time of the year oh, okay uh yeah i've played i've played a you know a lot of football with rick and and graham so i think we do our best to kind of simulate um you know what, what we do on the field in the meetings and the walkthroughs, things like that, we, we do, a, do a good job of communicating, even when
0: I'm not out there. All right, there it is, TJ Lang, courtesy of DetroitLions.com, with some comments. I think it's good news. I think it's really good news. He said if this was the regular season, he'd be out there. So, whether it's an ankle, whether it's a knee, no one knows. I think this is a good sign that TJ Lang will be ready to play, um, maybe Friday night, I doubt it, but most likely for the opener against the Jets. So I think that's a good sign and a sigh of relief. He is very, very important to that offensive line. Are there any other offensive linemen on this team that have been to a Pro Bowl? No. Has T.J. Lang? Yes. Has he had numerous injuries over the last few years, and is his body likely breaking down a bit? Absolutely. But he must be out there for this team to have success, especially with this revamped offensive line focused now on maybe actually Helping open up some holes for the ground game. Who knew? The Lions want to run the football. So I think it's a, a good sign that TJ said what he said today. And I like the fact that, uh, you know, he's open. That, that, that this is one of the more open and honest guys out there. And I've known him a while. So I'm happy that that he'd be out there if this was the regular season. That is a very. Very good sign. Let's get to some of your tweets. But first, I want to remind you, Locked on NFL has become Locked on NFL of experts. Our host, Matt Williamson, of Locked on NFL has a brand new lineup. Every Monday, it'll be a Locked on local expert on the biggest stories. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joins every Wednesday. And each and every Thursday, it's ESPN's Mike Sando. Be sure to follow Locked on NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Google Podcasts to get this amazing content. All right, so let's go to some of your tweets. A couple of the tweets came in from yesterday's show. Josh Clark tweeted to me, At Derry Speaks, To me it looks like this is exactly what the Lions need. Easy practice got us 9-7 and seven under Caldwell. Imagine if practice is harder than the games. Then games will seem fun and easy. I like what's going on, and maybe we finally see something we've only dreamed of. That is Josh Clark in response to yesterday's podcast about the very difficult practices, the tough practices that Matt Patricia is putting his guys through. Uh, Vince... Uh, V.L. Haber writes in, I wonder about Golden Tate, Matt. I've always believed he was out after this season, but then I looked at New England. Edelman got a two-year extension at age 31. He's the same player. Tate is essentially a slot receiver of similar size, speed, and production. Well, I think Edelman also got an extension probably because Amendola left. Uh, I may be wrong on that in terms of the timing, but will Golden Tate at age 31 accept a Julian Edelman two-year type of extension? Edelman's put up pretty good numbers, but has he put up a 90-catch, 1,000-yard season every year that Golden Tate has put up, Vince? I think Golden's going to be looking for a longer contract. And Golden's not. Golden is uh, very, very in love with this area. He and his wife just had a child. I think they like it here a lot. Golden is here a ton in the offseason as well. But he's not going to take a smallish deal to stay, I don't think. He signed his big deal with the Lions, no doubt about it. And he's honoring it with his last year of his contract this year. Uh, no holdout, no talk of that at all. But it'll be very interesting to see what Bob Quinn does, uh, certainly with Golden Tate. And let's see what kind of year he has. But Bob Quinn is seeing what kind of year Ziggy Ansah has. And then going to talk to him about a contract, because there was no talking about that uh, this offseason. And from the sources that I've talked to, the Lions haven't talked to Golden Tate about an extension either. So maybe that's just the Patriot way. That's just maybe the way Bob Quinn feels about his players. We'll have to wait and see on that. All right. Manish Mehta, a very good writer from the New York Daily News who covers New York Jets, is reporting this afternoon here on this Wednesday that the Jets are considering putting a package together to trade for disgruntled holdout defensive end Khalil Mack of the Oakland Raiders. Now, if you recall... Mack is, he? he's unhappy with his contract. He hasn't even spoken with John Gruden. And if the Raiders were smart, they would get a deal done with Khalil Mack, rip up his old contract, and get him a new one, because he is an absolute stud, and he's the best pass-rushing and edge linebacker, whatever you want to call him, in all of football. What scares me about this is that if the Jets pull the trigger on a trade, the Lions would have to see him in week one. Why can't the Lions trade for Khalil Mack? Oh, my gosh. You see, it's just what the Lions need. And I understand they're not going to do it. And and maybe that's just not the Bob Quinn way or the Patriot way or whatevs. But keep an eye on this. The Jets, with some extra draft picks, may be in the business, in the Khalil Mack business, sooner rather than later. And Manish is a pretty good writer for the New York Daily News, and he's usually on top of Jets football. Very, very heavily. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But just keep that in mind that if the Lions continue to struggle with what they do uh, in blocking for their you know, quarterbacks and not having um, good protection for Matthew Stafford, who was hit a couple of times against the Giants in only three series, um, <laughs> Khalil Mack in week one. That could change some people's predictions. No question about it. All right, this is Matt Derry, and this is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network for this Wednesday into Thursday. Let's continue. We gave you a TJ Lang update, the tweets, Khalil Mack, Matt Patricia today was asked about the team going without a sack for the first pair uh, for the first two preseason games, and he said he wasn't really that overly concerned about it and kind of poo pooed the question. I think it was Carlos Monterez who asked it, and this quote kind of. Bothered me a little bit today. He said, quote, stats aren't going to get us anything as far as the regular season is concerned. End quote. And he went on to say it's about evaluating players, looking to see this, you know, what the guys are doing with the technique and everything else. And while I'm with Matt Patricia on evaluation and development, um, that is an ugly stat. When you have like three quarterback hurries in two weeks. When you have zero quarterback sacks in two weeks and you can't get to the quarterback and it's been difficult to pressure, hurry, whatever you want to call it, quarterback hits, they keep all those stats. And the Lions for the first two weeks, and again, it's just the the preseason, but it's a trend. Those stats are legitimate stats. This isn't some Rudy Giuliani truth isn't truth. If you don't have a sack, that means you're not getting to the quarterback right if your run game is at a minus 20 that means you haven't had any good good you know running plays and it should be a concern so stats like that looking up and saying Matthew Stafford had a horrible game because he went 2 for 5 well that, that that's ridiculous those stats are dumb he played 3 series he got hit a couple of times one of those incompletions uh his his arm got hit by I don't remember if it was Jason uh, Olivier Vernon or who it was coming from the near side. That's an incompletion that's not on Stafford. It was on Rick Wagner. But if you don't have a single sack and you've got like three hurries in two weeks or three pressures, remember what Matt Shepard told me the other day? I'll have to look it back up. Those are stats that have meaning, big-time meaning with this team. So for Matt uh, Matt Shepard, for for Matt Patricia to kind of I'm borrowing a Rob Parker phrase here. Poo-poo that stat. Stats aren't going to get us anything as far as the regular season is concerned. Well, but if after week three of the preseason, they still don't have a quarterback sack, and once cut down happens after the fourth preseason game, and this team maybe has one or two sacks in four preseason games, I would hope that stat would be something that would stare Bob Quinn in the face enough to go out and make a move or two with final cuts when the rosters go from 90 to 53 and over 1,100 players get released. you got to find a defensive tackle that maybe can get around a a guard or a center and a defensive end that can move the the pile a little bit and move that right tackle or that tight end or that blocking fullback or that running back and get to the quarterback. I think sacks, hurries, and and pressures is an important stat in the preseason, especially when we're talking about a team – whose biggest concern coming into the preseason was getting to the other team's quarterback. The Lockdown Network, of course, expanding with college shows, launching soon, shows for Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida in the SEC, Baylor and Oklahoma in the Big 12, Penn State and Ohio State in the Big 10, and Oregon in the Pac-12 with more to come. Lockdown Podcast Network, all NBA teams, including Lockdown Pistons, all the NFL teams, Lockdown NFL Locked On Fantasy, and now expanding with college football. Check it out, the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, final thing for this Wednesday into Thursday right here on Locked On Lions. Bad news, Lions fans. Uh, You want to talk about a, a home run for the Minnesota Vikings, the defending NFC North champions and one win away from the Super Bowl, Minnesota Vikings, today signed free agent safety George Iloka to a contract. First reported by Ian Rappaport and Iloka's contract announced by the team today and he was already at Vikings practice. Uh, This was a stunner when the Bengals cut him last week uh, after just a couple of years ago giving him a five-year, $30 million deal. Now, George Iloka visited the Lions a few years ago and was a guy that was on Detroit's radar. He, of course, played for Mike Zimmer in Cincinnati and he's a really, really good, strong safety. And look, this Minnesota Vikings defense is loaded with Xavier Rhodes and Everson Griffin and Kendricks and all these guys. And now you look at that secondary with Harrison Smith. And now Iloka pushing Andrew Sendejo, who was listed last year by Pro Football Focus as the 130th best defensive back in the league. So his numbers weren't great. But Sendejo is not some slouch. He's not that bad. But now an Iloka comes in there, knowing Zimmer's system. That's dangerous, man. Minnesota's defense is just loaded. And now they're the ones that get George Iloka? Man, oh man, that's a pretty good football player that I'm still stunned that the Cincinnati Bengals said goodbye to. Not saying the Lions should have gone after him. I think the Lions are plenty stacked at safety. And, you know, Tracy Walker is that rookie. I like the way Tracy Walker played against the Raiders. And he's a guy you drafted pretty high and may end up playing. And Diggs is out there playing some safety. But still, uh, George Iloka going to Minnesota. Mm. Pushing Sendejo can be a guy that's out there, um, you know, a lot with injuries that happen th- throughout the season. That's a pretty good signing for the Minnesota Vikings, and that's a guy that could step up right away and end up taking Sendejo's job pretty quickly. Right, that'll do it for another edition of Locked On Lions on this two, oh, Wednesday into Thursday, August twenty second into August twenty third. Another program tomorrow, and then we get you ready for Friday, Lions and Bucks. Preseason game number three, 8 o'clock on CBS, a nationally televised game. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, right here on Locked On.